Okay, we are in Sefer Doniel, Perek Tess, Pasukalov, Bishnas Achat Lidoryovich. So we have seen in the last two sukkim the involvement, the obsession with the calculation that goes into that mysterious time, end of days, called the Cates. We have seen for thousands of years, uh, scholars, theologians, charlatans have been obsessed with when is the Mashiach coming? What if you calculated this from that? And of course, we are told not to do it. We've seen that it's useless. On the contrary, it can undermine the system because they pick a time, the time comes and goes, nothing happens, and the people say, all right, there is no Moshiach, there's no Moshiach coming. So that's totally counterproductive, calculating the case. Now, today, there is a much simpler calculation that has caused more trouble, if possible, and that is the 70 years of goals. It's caused problems, as we've seen, empires have miscalculated the time, Belshazzar in particular, Ahasuerus, and they have lost their empires. What we're talking about at the root is a Nebuah from Yirmiyahu. Let me read it, it's Sefer, Yirmiyahu, Perichof, hey, I am sorry, Perichof, Tess, Pasuk, hey. Um, says Yirmiyahu that in the end of days, Kikoamar Hashem, this is the prophecy you're going into exile, period. But God says as follows The Karasimosi, uh, you will call on me, but before you do that, Kilafi Milos Labavel Shirim Shonot. When 70 years has been fulfilled in Golos in exile, Efkodeschem, I will remember you, Vahakimosi Alechem Esvarai Hatov, and I will fulfill my prophecy of good, Lahashiveschem El Hamokom Hazer, to return you to Yerushalayim. We have an ironclad promise that at the end of 70 years, your exile will end and you will be returned. The problem is, when do those 70 years begin? How do you calculate them? So there is a concept. They begin with the ascension of Ahasuerus. I am sorry, with the ascension of Nebuchadnezzar. That is what Belshazzar relies on that it's 70 years from the ascension of the Buchadnezzar. And so when that passes, and he is over a year into his own reign, he decides to have this giant Bacchanalian party. He, for the first time, brings out the Kalim, the utensils of the base Hamikdash. He does Aloda Zorah with them. Then happens the handwriting on the wall. It's interpreted by Daniel. He is assassinated that night. The greatest empire ever assembled up to that time goes out with a whimper. That night, Bavel is finished. 
Simply, he miscalculated. The second is, it's not when Nebuchadnezzar ascends the throne, it's when Nebuchadnezzar first attacks B'nai Yisrael, lays in the first siege. Ahasuerus gambled on that and lost. He does not understand, he has that party to celebrate the end of the 70 years. It's a disaster. So it's not, as we see, the ascension of Nebuchadnezzar. It's not the beginning of the siege of Yerushalayim. It, in reality, is held to be when B'nai Israel has been destroyed, Yehoiachin has been exiled as the last king, the temple has been destroyed. The gap is 18 years from the first theory to the last theory. Billy, isn't it the most logical explanation that the 70 years of exile will start with the actual exile and not some other random date? Yes. That's all I can say. Yeah, it could be logical. Why do they pick that? Maybe there's a tradition. Maybe there's a Limud. Maybe a Navi. But the point is, they are lost. And we're going to see today, even Janiel has it wrong. Janiel has the date wrong. It is the destruction, not the beginning. Some say the beginnings are more important than the end or so. Whatever it is, they get it wrong. So now comes Daniel on the scene. And we begin. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, and Rashi is quick to tell us this is not the Daryavesh that sends Israel back to build the temple, nor is it the Ahasuerus of Megillah fame. There is another Daryovesh ben Achashverosh that we will come across later. This is a different one. Different because there could have been more than one Daryovesh being more than one son of Achashverosh, or it could have been generic names for the kings of Paras, like Pharaoh is a generic name for the king of Mitzrayim, or um, Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. So in any case, this Daryovesh Ben Achashverosh from Zeramadai, that's a giveaway. He's from the seed of Madai. Madai was that intermittent kingdom that took over between Bavel and Porus for one year. Asher Himlach Amachus Kazdim, that were the empire after the Kazdim. As we saw, it was one year that um, Daryovesh rules. In any event, Bishnasachad Lemocho, in his first year of reign, Ani Daniel, I Daniel, binosi baswarim. I consulted the books, the charts, the um, prophecies as to when this seventy years was up. Mispar Hashanim, Asher Hayadavar Hashem, El Hanavi. I wanted when does that prophecy take place? The seventieth year of um, Golas as. Prophesied by Yirmiyot, at the end of 70 years, the Golas will end, they will return and rebuild the temple. Now, what happens is he's got a miscalculation there somewhere, but worse, 
the Malchus of Bavel has ended. He's now in the first year of the Magians, and he's getting very worried, Zaniel. Why aren't we redeemed? Why aren't we going back? And so what he does is utter, as we're going to see, a tzvilah, combination tzvilah, tachnunim, pleading with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that what happened? Is it possible that we sin to the degree and that it, all bets are off? There's going to be no redemption? Now, this tzvilah is a beautiful tzvilah, beautiful tachnunim. We're going to recognize parts of it from the Tachman, which we just said Monday and Thursdays, the long Tachman contains sections of it. Slichos, that we read between Chodoshel and Yom Kippur, uh, parts of that constitute what Daniel is saying. So, so it's a very eloquent, beautiful trilogue. Really, so in the, from the time of the exile until this time, where Daniel is, is Questioning what's happening, what is the what has happened to the people B'nai Israel? What, what what have they become more observant again? What's happened to them? We don't really know. Apparently, they know. You get the feeling from the other that they've become disillusioned. They become totally disillusioned. And two, we're going to see that they may not care. We saw that when you'll see again when time comes to go back, they don't want to go back. So, so why would Daniel, well, why would anyone assume that they've earned the redemption if they're not actually doing anything? Well, read it, you're going to see. He says that. He says that, and we'll come to it, that, all right, maybe we haven't earned it, but nonetheless, and then we'll finish that nonetheless. So the Etnas Panayel Adonayel Okim Levakesh Tfilah, I turn my face to God, begging in Tfilah Vitach, Nunim, beseeching, Bitsom. I did all the accoutrements of mourning. I, I fasted, Besach, uh, Sackcloth, the Afer, ashes on me. I did everything. I prayed to the Kaddish Baruch Hu and did confession. I did vidui. You, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the El Hagadol, the Hanorah, that's the start of Shalom Esrei, who guards the bris. And the chesed to all, does chesed to all who worship him and show him mitzvahs of who follow his mitzvahs. Note, as the Mephorshim do, <coughs> there's a glaring omission. The phrase we take from Shron Ezra, Ha'el Ha'gadol Ha'gibar V'hanorah, is omitted. And that's what the Mephorshim say, that Daniel took it upon himself to eliminate Gibor, because if they're not coming to the aid of B'nai Israel, if all these terrible things are happening, delete the adjective Gibor. Anshei Knesset Hadola, restore it. Later, that you, he has no right to do that, Daniel. And so Gibor is part of the thing. Chotanu, we sin, but Avinu, we sin, that this is from Slichos. Or Slichos took it from this. Chatanu Avinu, we transgressed, Hishanu, we did evil, Umaratnu, we rebelled, Bisarmi Mitzvashecha, we went away from your Mitzvos and your Mishvatecha, uh, your commandments. Below Shamanu, Elavadecha, Hanavim, Asher Dibu Bishmecha. 
We didn't <coughs> listen to the Nevi'im, which spoke in your name, El-Malachim, to our kings, to our reign, our leaders, Rabbosainu, our forefathers, the El-Kol Amoris, and to all of us. We had the warning, to you, the Kaddish Baruch of the righteousness, we are humiliated on this day. Everywhere we are, everywhere you cast us, everywhere you dispersed us because Malu, we transgressed what you said. Interesting, the Lanu Boshes Panim, that's in Tachman as well, uh, and Snichos. Boshes Panim is we are humiliated. There's a beautiful Medrash that in Megillah, Masechta Megillah, that after those three companions of Daniel were miraculously freed from the furnace, non Jews came to their Jewish neighbors and compatriots and said, you have a God that performs miracles like this, and you are worshiping Avodazara, and they attacked them physically. And so it was a humiliation to them. That's where the Boshes Panim comes. We're, we're embarrassed that our neighbors see the intensity of our transgression in Avodazara. Continues Daniel. Hashem lonu boshes ponim, you see our boshes, our humiliation, l'mlachenu, l'sarenu, l'avoseinu, asher chotanu loch. L'adonoi Eloheinu harachmim v'haslichos kimaradnivo. You God of compassion, you are doing this because we rebelled. V'lo shamanu v'kol Hashem, we didn't listen to God's voice, Eloheinu, l'oleches v'sarosav, asher nasan l'fanenu, b'yad avotav hanevim, in the ways he gave to us. We knew what the blueprint was. He had given it to the Nevi'im. V'chol Yisrael avu es Torah secha. All Israel violated your Torah. V'sor levil tishamor v'kolecha. They turned away without even listening to your voice. V'titach aleinu ha'ola v'hashvua asher kisuva b'soros Moshe. And so all the warnings, the curses, uh, that will occur to us in Torah's Moshe, Eved Elohim Ki have come upon us because we have sinned. As Rashi says, Kasher Kasut Besorah Moshe, Kamosha Hayid Banu. We had this. We knew what was going to happen. It's not, this is out of the blue. She'im Navod Al Hashua Tavo Oleinu Kol Hazos. We knew just what was going to happen. And we did it anyway. And so we received the punishment, the imprecations, the suffering. Unlike any other people, there is no other example of a city that received the suffering as Yerushalayim did. It's come to us. And we haven't even approached the God's oracle to do tshuva, to get the wisdom of your commandments, what you're saying. Vayishkod Hashem, Vayishkod is like blossom. 
Hashem al it just grew, it exponentially grew the, the, the terrible calamities that befell us by Yivyeh, Olenu ki tzadik, Hashem elokeinu al kol maso, Hashem oso velo shamanu v'kolo. What he has commanded us is correct, but we never listen. You let us out. We have sinned. We have done evil against you. Return your anger. Your ire. From your city, Yerushalayim. Your holy mount. It is us. We have committed the sin. We have done evil all around all our surroundings. And now, <coughs> Turn your face, your rachamim, your compassion to the holy mount, to your mikdash. That is for you. Open your eyes. Have mercy on the city that your name is inscribed. Now comes what we have said. Forget our merits. We have none. Forget our righteousness, it doesn't exist. You, for your name, for your compassion, we've seen this always, Moshe uses it as a last resort when he's losing a battle for the Kaddish Baruch Hu's forgiveness. All right, forget us. We say it in Hallel, lo lanu kilashimcha ten kavo. Forget us, not because of our merits, but because your name, the exaltation of your name, do you not care about how people are going to say other nations that he couldn't get them out of the desert, he couldn't deliver them from Babel? Think of you. In other words, uh, your name is what's imprinted on that city, on that mountain, on that temple. And now, Yermiyahu's prophecy is going to be answered to Daniel by the appearance of once again a mysterious stranger. Do not miss it. 8.45 a.m. our next shear, Adkan.